Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody, it's another edition of the Financial Answer Podcast with Nathan O'Brien. Thanks so much for checking us out. We always appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button, like us on the page at thefinancialanswer.com, whether it's on Apple Podcast or Google Play or Stitcher or iHeart or whatever platform of choice it is that you subscribe to or wherever you're getting this podcast feed from. Make sure you give us a like, give us a subscribe. We always appreciate it. We talk about investing and finance and retirement with Nathan because, well, he's the founder of O'Brien and Associates and a registered investment advisor, and he's been helping folks in the area for, I don't know, what are you, what are you on to now, 17 years, 16 yeah, years? Yeah, something like that, since 2003, so let's just say that. Okay, so. since 2003. There we go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this establishment since 2003. Right. <laughs> there you go. How, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm yeah. doing really good. Yeah, yeah. Excited about the show today. we got some cool stuff we're going to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah, As we always excited. do. Yes, I think well, we, right. we're always talking about cool stuff just because we we're are. here. Just because we're cool. No, that's right. That's right. You make the show fantastic, (laughs) my friend. (laughs) Well, you you do pretty darn good yourself there. So let me ask you. I'm just a boring old financialist. Oh, yeah. Well, we we, we try to put a little spin on it, right? Yeah, that's right. So I know you're also excited because you're getting ready to go on a little vacation. Where are you going? I'm heading out to, actually, since I got my pilot's license, Mm -hmm. I'm going up to the largest aviation event in the world. And it's um, up in Oshkosh, yeah, up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Say that four Um, times real fast. Yeah, no. Oshkosh, Oshkosh, right? (laughs) I know. So they'll have, I don't think, whatever, half a million planes come in. Holy moly. It's stupid, yeah. Yeah. It's huge. but. So, yeah, flying up there with a friend of mine, and I'm uh, going to go up there and stay for a little time and check everything out and, and wow. see what's going on. Yeah, so well, very cool. That. Yeah, I'm well, excited about it. Absolutely. I would be, too. Hope you enjoy. So we're yeah, going to knock out this show so that you can uh, get on with your vacation here soon. And, of course, we'll be back as we usually are in a week. Definitely. So no worries yeah. there. But yeah. for now, let's turn to the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. All right, Nathan, so Ford claims they're going to have 100 self-driving cars on the road by the end of the year. Now, technology experts say these vehicles were going to be norm. You know, they're just going to be everywhere in a few more years. So my question to you is, A, I was told we were getting flying cars when we were younger. (laughs) That's right. And I have yet to see my flying car, so I'm a little upset about that. Self-driving cars, (laughs) okay, flying car, much cooler. But anyway, do you think it's going to happen this quickly? Do you think we'll see 100 self-driving cars on the road this year in 2019? And if so, what do you think about investing in the auto industry as they're turning this technology corner? That's really funny that you should say that because actually at Oshkosh, they are going to advertise a new shuttle company that is aircraft. So really, um, it is. And they look a lot like drones, okay. uh, except they're two seater aircraft, things like that. So uh, they're going to have some of those on display and active models for us to actually hop into and ride. Wow. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm excited to see that. So that, you know, the Jetsons may be closer than we think. I don't know. <laughs> you know but uh, yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, I don't know. Ford has a lot of their cars now basically drive themselves. Well, I mean, they have a lot, a lot of, of those, them will steer yeah. back, you know, if you're kind of weaving or whatever they're not self-driving like the tesla i don't know if they're going to have 100 on the road by the end of the year or not they may they may not you know they're they're definitely 
pretty far advanced on things. Ford is pretty good about that, but you know, it seems Tesla like Tesla's really, leading the way. But they are. I don't yeah, know the fully are. autonomous and ones. They've had they've had quite a few crashes with that. Yeah. yeah, there are, and so I don't know. You know, there's going to have to be some changes made there, and you know, that's. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I do think it will happen. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I just think yeah. that's, oh, you yeah. know, I yeah. think that's a way that it's going, especially in bigger cities. Like a lot of people don't drive anyway in bigger cities. They're taking cabs and things like and that Ubers, all the time. Which so, I think, yeah, I think that's so, the point of these. Right. I think these are going to be no. big city test markets. I agree. And, you know, but, you know, you're not taking, unless I can't physically do it, you're not taking my car, my truck away from me. You know, I mean, I <laughs> love to drive. Americans and their cars and, yeah. and guns, right? No, I mean, you're that's just right. not doing I, it. I love to drive. I like, you know, the experience of that. Now, sometimes on longer road trips and things, it would be nice to reach over and push a button and just lay back and take a nap or something. But, you know, and that may be the future. That may right. be in five or 10 years. I think, you know, that's one thing. And one reason why I love the investment industry. Okay. okay? Just because... We don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know who is sitting in their garage that's developing something that will change the right. world. I mean, Steve Jobs tomorrow. did it. In, right. Uh, no, in, that's in, right. In the so laws. So it's yeah. exciting. I love that kind of stuff. There's always people coming up with fantastic ideas, and you know whether it works or not, or takes off or not, nobody can know that. You right. know, there's just there's no way to know. But I'm excited to see the new stuff well, that's coming. Let me let me ask you it from a different standpoint. Okay. So Netflix, as a streaming service, got smart. They did this kind of ahead of everybody else for the most part. Yeah. And over did. the last ten years, Netflix has gone up eighty five hundred percent. Yeah. In the last yeah. ten years. Yeah. Now, top five company now. Yeah. Largest. Okay. But yeah. now that everybody is streaming. Some people are saying Netflix is started is going to start to decline, right? So yeah. if we go back to this auto question, you know, with this new technology, some people are like, "Hey, I want to get in on what might be the next Netflix, if you will, and have <laughs> that right. eight thousand, you know, percent growth over a yeah. decade." So again, are we talking for our audience base? Are we talking speculative investments because you don't want to risk 100%. too much? Okay, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just because, I mean, you would have never thought, you know, twenty years ago that GE would be worth you know one tenth of what they were worth ten five years ago right even. so um, or you kicked know, companies off the, yeah, kicked off the so, change, yeah and we don't know we don't know what's going to happen 20 years ago you would have if someone told you about a company called Facebook and what it did you would have thought that's the stupidest thing in the world 20 <laughs> or, years ago or Twitter but, yeah yeah or Twitter or anything yeah. like that but you know Facebook is one of the largest companies and most valuable companies in the world now so we don't know what, what the future holds for companies that's why you don't buy individual stocks that's speculating that's gambling you can't do that it's just not a smart thing to do over time buy a bucket of stocks a basket right. of multiple investments and and don't focus on the netflix okay. or the you know fords or teslas or whatever well there um, you go that's yeah. our in the news folks stick around we're going to come right back here with the confidence corner i like money i like knowing that i have it it's time for the Confidence Corner. So this week on the program, let's talk financial security and what it means to you. You know, Nathan, it means different things to different people, yeah. even in the same relationship. You'll get it a does. couple in front yeah. of you, and one's one and one's the other. That's uh, true. <laughs> so getting people onto the same page is, you know, obviously very important. So how do you define financial security? Well, on today's show, let's cover a couple of popular responses that you do hear from the clients during the process 
and just kind of let you take it from there as, as to if you hear this statement, that kind of sends you in a, maybe a particular direction is to try to help them start with their planning process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So for example, right. uh, the statement is something like, look, we don't want to be a burden on the kids. The most important thing to us is regardless of health, we don't want to have to burden the kids. Yeah, so, so where do you know, go? that's a conversation that I hear a lot. You know, really nobody wants to be a burden on their kids. Sure. They want to have well, except that. Except for my mom. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> except for your mom then. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm glad she's not listening to this. She so. probably is actually. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, hey, mom. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, this conversation is, you know, like I said, very common. You want to make sure in this case, and basically what we're steering for is making sure that you know, they're not shooting for the moon on their investments. It doesn't sound like from what this is, they're trying to right. just make sure that things are safe and stable over time. Okay. So a good diversified portfolio, maybe not a lot of risk there, you know, that kind of thing. So you're looking at that, making sure all their insurance is covered, all of those things. You know, there's a lot of things that you can go through in this situation to make sure that this couple is addressed like they want to be. Okay. No, I would agree. So if you hear a statement like that, it kind of gives you a little bit of a game plan or at least an initial thought into their mind mm -hmm. and where no, you should right. start that focus and roll from there. So maybe in this situation, clearly the kids are important. Would you put legacy planning for somebody like this now further down the list? Because now it's really about maintaining and getting them all the way through retirement successfully. And then if there's something left over, it goes to the kids versus putting legacy up front. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I mean, you know, a lot of times that'll be one of the first things that we'll address, you know, for people. But if they don't want to be a burden on the kids, then they're probably right. going to spend more during their lifetime. They're going to, you know, do some things like that to kind of keep themselves you know, in maybe an assisted living facility or home health care or something like that. I was going to say, would, like would long-term you know? care come into play in this yeah, conversation pretty yeah, early? Yeah, definitely it would. And, you know, I mean, that comes in always. But in this right, case, right. that is a an important, crucial need that it sounds like okay. that they are really looking at to make sure that they address. So, yeah, long-term care insurance sounds like a fantastic deal for them. Okay. So, again, the, the idea here on this segment is really what financial security means to you. And these are right. some statements that clients have made in the past. Just some things to talk about with your Exactly. Advisor, if that's the case. Exactly. Yeah. And it kind of helps get the conversation going in the direction that you are hopefully wanting to head it to, you know, pretty quickly by stating some of these kinds of things. It kind of gives the advisor a bit of a chance to know, okay, this is what's really important. And of course, you're going to uncover that through all the process anyway. But mm -hmm. this, again, this is just kind of an example of where it might send the advisor thinking. Okay. So this is pretty close to that prior one, in my opinion. But okay. um, it's obviously usually number one on most people's list. It's, look, I just don't want to run out of money. Yeah, I don't want to no, have to go back to work at 85. Concern. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. So you kind of have to go into a we I kind of go into a little educational process here with this, you know, with this type of client because a lot of times what people think when they say they don't want to run out of money is, you know, they're not losing anything. Okay. They want to make sure that they, you know, they have enough and they don't lose it to market declines or things like that. So, you know, but also a lot of times, as we've talked about on the show, people don't consider inflation. So, right. you know, if you steer a client toward a safe investment in this case, if they don't want to run out of money, you steer right. them toward that, like a, an annuity or even an immediate annuity or CD or something or pension, something like that, that you can set up, you know, that's going to give them the ability to not run out of money ever. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. But their standard of living may go down over time. And so okay, you know, that's a thing that people don't think about a lot of times. So we kind of have to steer that a little bit and say, look, you need to have maybe just a little bit in some stocks 
to make sure that you outpace inflation, we can put a lot in something that keeps it where it's safe and stable, but you want to make sure that you're outpacing inflation over time so you right. can at least keep that same standard of living and, and keep that same <laughs> lifestyle. It got me to think when you said that. How many people come in and say, you know, I'd like to go with a less standard of living when I hit retirement. I want to live yeah, a little no, less I've than what I have never now. had anyone say that for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, nobody comes in and says, I want to live a yeah. little poorer than I am now. <laughs> well, they're like, uh, can I spend $50,000 more a year than I did last year? Right. That's, that's usually the norm. That's it works. You know, <laughs> tiny house movement aside, that's where right. people want to downsize to the time. But have you ever noticed yeah. with the tiny house things, it's never anybody over probably 50. I, no, I, my no, wife watches right. some of these shows and she checks out some mm. of these things and she thinks they're really cute. But at the end of the day, and she's 42, sorry, babe. But at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> all the beds usually are up a small ladder to a loft. They all are. All the bedrooms. Yeah. What are you going to do when you're 65 or 70? Right. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the thing that a lot of people, you know, around here, the average house is, I don't know, I'd say 200,000, you right. know, so, and that's a 2,000 square foot house, right, you know, right. something like that. So a lot of these miniature homes, tiny houses or whatever, there's still $200,000 that they'll have into those things a lot of times. You, time, can, you so. can buy one on Amazon now for 40 grand. Really? Yeah. Just when hmm. you thought you've seen it all, you can buy a house on <laughs> and Amazon. They'll ship it to you. And they'll ship it to you. <laughs> and you can also, while you're there, wow. go ahead and order everything that goes in the house and some live <laughs> lobsters to cook on your stove for the house. And That's you crazy. get it on a discount over the, you know, when they have their prime day. I wonder if it's, <laughs> I wonder if it's on prime. <laughs> <laughs> what if you can that's get a funny. what if you can get a house sent to you on Prime? Oh, that's two day shipping for a house. It's crazy. It is Prime Days, by the way. At the time of the taping of this podcast, folks, uh, we we're having <laughs> a good right. conversation with Nathan, as we always do. And of course, to kind of touch base, at this moment, the Dow has dropped a little bit uh, from its peak of twenty seven three something. It's down into twenty seven twos, uh, but that's to be expected. So we're going to continue. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go to my next statement as to what financial security means to you, based on that. Um, yeah, okay. Watching the accounts constantly jump up and down. Somebody comes in and says, Nathan, I'd like a little help. Drives me insane. It makes my heart flutter when I'm watching this market move. Yeah, it's yeah. been so crazy the last you know two years. I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and that always comes down to, I think, a lack of just understanding of how the markets work and what they are invested in, okay? So everybody knows the market fluctuates, but they just, a lot of times, people don't take the time to learn what they are actually holding in their portfolio, what their investments are. So if you understand some basic things about investing and about what you are investing in, then you can really have a lot more peace of mind to the point to where you don't have to watch this you know, constant jumping, constant volatility that's there because it's not going to go away. It's going right, to continue right, happening. Right. You know, the worst thing that can happen is it can go up for a year and you think it's never going to go down. And then, you know, the bottom drops out or something like that. Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, the market will always surprise you. So oh, it yeah. won't continue going in that same direction, whatever direction it's going in. It won't keep doing that forever. So, you know, understanding basic knowledge about investing is very crucial. If you're going to put your money at risk, then you've got to understand that. That's why we do coaching. That's why we do so much education with our clients and just helping them understand these basic things. And then even, you know, to more levels, if you want to learn more, we'll help you learn more. But right. understanding the basics are crucial to your investing peace of mind and success. Absolutely. Well, folks, we're going to wrap up this week's podcast. What's financial security mean to you? It means so many different things to different people. As Nathan 
Nathan said that's why they do a lot of coaching. If you need some help, if you've got some questions, 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. Always check with a qualified professional before you take any action on anything. And make sure you go to the website, thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. You can click on a little tab there to check out the Investor Awareness Guide. Have If you have not done so, you can get that downloaded. And there's lots of cool things there on the website. You can subscribe to it and catch past episodes, catch up with future episodes as we do them all that good kind of stuff. So as always, we appreciate people tuning into the podcast. And I'm going to leave you with a little quote here as we depart this show. Expect the best, prepare for the worst, but capitalize on what comes. That's from yeah. Zig Ziglar. Awesome, uh, yeah. But that makes I great sense, though, time. doesn't it? Fantastic, it does. You, yeah, oh, you, you he's heard got a lot of Yes, he's mm-hmm. got a lot of great quotes. Fantastic guy and super nice, super amazing salesperson, by the way. He does a lot of sales training oh, yeah. and things. I heard him speak one time. He's a fantastic guy. And, and yeah, he's got some good quotes that really make sense in life. Well, That's I think cool. that applies to the market really, really well. It does. Expect the best, yeah. prepare for the worst. That's right. And capitalize on what comes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, that's our show this week, folks. This has been The Financial Answer. Have a great time on your trip, my friend. Enjoy. Thank you. Be yeah, safe. Thank you. And we'll everyone, see. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, everyone have a good weekend, too. And uh, maybe I'll uh, pick up some good. I'll let you know how the little transports are yeah, that, yeah. that get to ride in. Yeah, so we'll let us see know what, how the little Stormtrooper yeah. transports are working. <laughs> We're getting into Stormtrooper, that's funny. <laughs> We're getting into the Star Wars territory now. All right, folks, this has been The Financial Answer. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. We always appreciate you. We'll see you next time. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.